0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everyone? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night, at ATM Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com Dallas for updates throughout training camp, opinion, analysis. This week will be a very interesting one for the website because we will start having a little bit more opinion in there as we approach week one of the preseason, right? Uh, which players have had their stocks go up, which have had our their their stocks go down, veterans who could be cut, that and much more you can find over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. And of course, we'll talk about it here on Primetime. I am excited about tonight's show because, man, I did love what the Cowboys did this weekend. And that was... Paying safety Malik Hooker. I think that's a the kind of player that you want to pay. I think that it tells us so much about the weight that Dan Queen carries around the building and in the decision-making process. So we'll get into all of that and why that matters. Let me say hi though really quickly here in the chat, because we we are coming off of an interesting weekend for the Cowboys. We had the live practice, live streamed practice on YouTube about more than two hours there uh, it was pretty fun to watch and follow along can kind of like rewatch it and re-watch it to try to find uh, different matchups throughout the stream some of you might have done that as well but let me say hi pretty quickly we've got toxic tom who says hey mo did you see jose ramirez drop team anderson yesterday yes i did i think that you know sports fans on social media had to see That big-time baseball moment. It was a big day for for fighting on Saturday. You had the UFC. You had Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. You had WWE SummerSlam. And you had Jose Ramirez going at it with Team Anderson. That was quite the overhand from Jose Ramirez. But, yeah. uh, Welcome, the guru. Thank you for being here. Six to midnight. Holly, what's up, Gilbert? Thank you for joining the show. We've got John, Mario as well, saying we need Zach Martin. Yes, we do need him. He is now at around $600,000 of fines. Uh, Who knows how that will play out. I wouldn't be too worried about Zach Martin missing regular season time, though. Like, this is intense right now. And sure, you would want him to be in Oxnard. But something that might ease your minds a little bit is think about the fact that Martin will be ready. Like, even if he doesn't show up for the entire preseason, even if he shows up the week of week one, he's going to be fine when he gets in that starting lineup. I don't think that that should be something that we are concerned about. And he's not missing regular season games at all. Like, that's not going to happen with the contract situation. Sure, he's playing his leverage, he's playing his cards, he'll be back. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, I will say, though, it would be cool to have him out there in training camp. Anyways, speaking of paying players and speaking of contracts and all of that, the Cowboys did pay one guy, and that was Malik Hooker, starting safety for the Cowboys, And it reminded me of this meme that I put together back in 2021 when Dan Quinn arrived at the Cowboys. And after years of historically undervaluing the position by not paying it, by not seeking free agents, by not using a first round draft pick at the position. It almost felt in 2021 when Dan Quinn arrived that he actually gathered the Cowboys and had to explain that this was an important position that they were talking about. Because think back at that offseason and the Cowboys have Jaron Kears brought in, Malik Hooker was brought in, the Cowboys made some moves as well uh, with rookies, both UDFAs, the Cowboys drafted Israel Mukwamu. It felt like the Cowboys were putting a little bit more emphasis in it. And then since then, what have we seen? reworked deals for Malik Hooker, extensions now, extensions for Jaron Kears, an extension for Donovan Wilson. The Cowboys are valuing the position like they hadn't before in recent memory. And that's all because Dan Quinn, because that started back in 2021. And we'll talk about why that is the case. But first, let's get into Malik Hooker's actual deal. It is a three-year extension worth 24 million dollars now these three years are on top of 2023 he was already under contract for that one obviously so that's an eight million dollar in average per year in new money eight million dollars signing bonus of uh and, you know of the total value 16.5 is guaranteed it is uh well as i said through 2026 and then Malik Cooker stands to win a little bit more through incentives, which were recently reported by ESPN's Todd Archer. like I'm talking about, minutes before I went live here with you guys. $3 million in those three years. Basically, how it breaks down is if he gets five interceptions, plus the Cowboys make it to the playoffs, half a million dollars for him. Or if he gets 85% of the playing time, plus the Cowboys make it to the playoffs, a.k.a. stay healthy and make it to the playoffs, uh, another half a million dollars. This deal, in my opinion, had to absolutely happen. Let me know in the chat from 1 to 10. How excited are you about Malik Hooker's deal? Because I got to tell you, I am pretty high on it. I am pretty high on it. First and foremost, it's not a deal that will break the bank. So financially, it's a no brainer you wouldn't stop doing this contract because you wouldn't be able to do things in the future. That's not the case. It is a pretty manageable deal. Based on the guarantees, you would assume that by 2025, after 2025, the Cowboys are likely going to be able to move away from it if they want to. So there is going to be flexibility by 2026 for sure, in my opinion. Malik Hooker brings something to the table that the other safeties the Cowboys have do not. Donovan Wilson, Jaren Kears specialize in the box. Now they can do a lot of different stuff because you see both of them be able to, especially like Jaren Kears, right? He will be one-on-one against tight end sometimes. Donovan Wilson will be near the box. He will be blitzing, but he will also be playing a deep half in coverage if he needs to. So these players, these safeties that the Cowboys are talking about, and using they're very versatile but they are pretty much always on the field it's not like the third one is riding the bench they are not I feel like I say this almost every week when this comes up but yeah last year top five players in defensive snap counts included the three safeties so it was pretty much Trayvon Diggs, Micah and then these three guys Malik Hooker, Jaron Kears, and Donovan Wilson because the Cowboys either like to have three safeties in nickel and call it big nickel, or they will play dime personnel and have six defensive backs on the field. And that is including the three safeties. You understand why they like that. You understand because it's all about versatility. In Malik Hooker's case, it's not only about versatility. In fact, I would say it's not about that. Primarily, it's about the fact that he is your cover guy. He is the one center fielder that you have in that group of safeties. Now, Donovan Wilson is good in coverage, but he is simply not on Malik Hooker's level. Malik Hooker is the alpha when it comes to pass coverage, especially when playing the deep zones or especially when using cover three looks or cover one looks, which are a staple of Dan Quinn's defense, even though... Last year, the Cowboys started using a little bit more quarters personnel. But I think that a lot of those snaps actually happened when the Cowboys were using a lot of dime packages and stuff. So you would want to pay Malik Cooker because he is a key piece of what you've got going on defensively. We talk a lot about what the Cowboys are able to do with their pressure designs. That needs help in the back end. That, uh, I mean, like the pass rush and the secondary are always tied together. And Malik Cooker is your best cover safety by far. So let me see what uh, some of your answers here really quickly from 1 to 10. How excited are you? Uh, we've got a 4 for Craig, which is not very high. Lance is 8. The Guru goes with a 3. Toxic Tom says, Mo, kind of want to see the finer details before giving it a grade. And the details are out. Uh, I mean, at least most of them. Nine for Henry. Cossack says, I would say six. I was really looking forward to easy taking that spot, but I do like Malik Hooker. Guru says, who is more valuable, Malik Hooker or Jaron Kears? Man, you know, this is worth a discussion for sure. But I will go with Malik Hooker just because of what I'm saying about him being a very special player when it comes to his coverage skills. If Malik Hooker goes down, you really don't have that true free safety that can play as a center fielder and show off that impressive range from sideline to sideline. And that goes a long way in taking the deep game away from opponents. So I would say Malik Hooker, but I don't want that to sound like I am, you know... Making less out of what Jaron cares brings to the table because that's not the intention at all. He's pretty pretty good and pretty pretty important. Nine for Sheldon, Gregory goes with the seven, Brett goes with the seven on Facebook, Tony with the five, John with the seven. so we are a little bit you know spread out when it comes to when it comes to the comments now I gotta say I gotta say. It sounds like a very good deal, like a very flexible deal. As I said, like this doesn't sound like a long-term commitment that the Cowboys cannot get out of. So I wouldn't expect this being an issue for the Cowboys, especially when you look at the salary breakdown. What we had in the screen just a few moments ago was just the overall details of it. You got an $8 million signing bonus, but in 2024, the base salary is going to be 1.75 1.75 million dollars in 2025 that goes up to 5.5 million dollars so when that number takes a huge jump and that is just salary so i'm not talking about the roster bonuses and all of that but still the one year where the salary really takes a big jump is in 2025 and that will essentially become guaranteed pretty early in the year so it's gonna be it's gonna turning to fully guaranteed in 2025, but you're going to have some time though to figure out if you want him or not on the team. So this feels like a very, very flexible contract. I don't have anything against it at all. The incentives are pretty fair. And I think that the 85% playtime plus playoffs is going to be easier to get. Obviously five interceptions in a single season is a high number. So he's going to have a struggle Reaching those marks and for those extra dollars. But yep, Malik Cooker signs a new deal, feels pretty important. Showing what I mean with the coverage stuff. I wanted to really dive into this tweet from Cowboy Stats, which is a must follow on Twitter. Look at the comparison between Wilson, Hooker, and Kears in these coverage stats. Yards allowed, allowed per coverage snap. Wilson was fifth best in the NFL. Malik Hooker was the second best in the NFL. Jaron Kears was all the way down over at 56th. Now, that sounds very bad, but I mean, there's also the context of the role that he plays, which is going to be a lot against tight ends. He's going to be targeted a lot. So I wouldn't. Make that number, uh, I wouldn't make it out to be the, the, Ah, how do I say this? I wouldn't take away from it that he's bad in coverage or anything like that. I still think that Jaron Kears is pretty, pretty valuable to the defense. But anyways, targets allowed per coverage snap. Malik Cooker, number one in the nation. <laughs> Donovan Wilson, 22nd. I'm sorry, I had to put in that reference. And Jaron Kears, fifty eight in the NFL. So Malik Hooker really brings to the table something that I don't think that Kears and Wilson do. And that's not even a knock on them. That's just a style of player. Wilson goes down and maybe you can survive pretty easily with Hooker and Kears taking over. I mean, I'm not saying that you wouldn't miss him, but I'm saying that you could just use a little bit less dime personnel and go on with a traditional nickel defense and have the players to kind of handle that, even if it's, you know, at a lower level. But if Malik Cooker goes down, then I think that you're in real trouble. Because I think by then, you're not replacing Malik Cooker with actual starters on your defense. You're probably replacing him with somebody like somebody said earlier, Israel Mukwamu. I mean, we've seen Mukwamu. As a nickel cornerback in the in the playoffs, for example, against Tampa Bay. We have not seen much of him in regular season time at safety. But I'm guessing that's who would you go with? Uh, who would you go with? Or Donovan Wilson maybe could be. But yeah, this deal is important. It was crucial. I love that the Cowboys took care of it proactively. That's something that I would like to see with Dak Prescott's extension. And obviously, they already did it with CD Lamp. We'll see if the Cowboys get uh, take care of more stuff before the regular season starts in September. There is still a lot of August left that they could work with. Let's see here what you guys have in the chat, though. Uh, oh, man. I don't know if this is about me or somebody else. <laughs> but Troy just... Is just taking shots out there in the in the chat. He's saying, You stink. I I don't know if that's about me. Maybe it is. Maybe it's about somebody else in the chat. Uh Toxic says only one of those three safeties is not on a long-term deal. And that would be Jaron Kears, who is gonna be entering a contract year, yes, in 2023. And his situation is gonna be pretty intriguing. By 2024, because the Cowboys do have a certain amount of players that they could really work with if they want to replace him. I'm thinking, obviously, Marquise Bell from last year, who will always compare to Jaren Kears. In a more extreme example, I would probably say somebody like the Overshone. And I know right now we think about Overshown as a linebacker, but it's still pretty difficult to ignore the fact that Dan Queen has already mentioned that he could be a dual role type player in the future. And what is Jaron Kears? A dual role type player. So I could see the Marvin Overshown really becoming the replacement of sorts for Jaron Kears beyond 2023. I mean, I wouldn't dismiss that at all. Because it's streaky, we think about linebackers and safeties, linebackers and safeties. But honestly, especially in Dan Quinn's defense, you're talking about a lot of hybrids, and who knows how the Cowboys call it internally. But you, you can. I'm guessing that if you are if you are the Cowboys, you can go in that room and you can say, "Man, forget about linebacker and safety. Forget about that tag that." designation. What do we ask Jaron Kears to do? Well, we ask him to be near the line of scrimmage. We ask him to be in the box, provide a lot of run support. We ask him to cover tight ends. We ask him to do this, that, that. And the Marvin Overshown, likely, if you go through that list and Overshown has a solid rookie year, both on the field, but also off of it in terms of development, and you get to 2024 thinking, Yep, Overshawn can do all of this. Then you got the replacement there for Jaron Kears potentially. Or maybe you could even pay Jaron Kears. I mean, I don't think that he's going to demand a lot of money. So even that I wouldn't dismiss at this point based on how the Cowboys have approached it recently with all of these extensions at the position. And clearly giving Dan Quinn a lot of say on how the defense is built, which really i would put a lot of weight on that i mentioned it early earlier on the show but man 2021 the cowboys started looking at the safety position differently not talking about words not talking about what they said in the press conference or anything like that but talking about you know what they did the players that they brought in and then since then the extensions that they've signed the fact that they signed Marquise Bell as a UDFA and kept him on the roster last season. The fact that the Marvin Overshone was drafted in the third round this year. Plus, we know about the Donovan Wilson extension. Jaron Kears got an extension recently, obviously. Now he's entering the contract year, but he did get brought back at some point. Dan Quinn carries a lot of weight on what the Cowboys do these days, and you got to love that. And I also think this also will kind of matter when Dan Quinn is out there making the rounds again for a head coaching job, maybe in 2024. Like everything that the Cowboys have done for him and all of these draft picks that feel like Dan Quinn draft picks, that should matter probably when Dan Quinn is making the decision. Because you look at the defense and you look at the young players that are going to be around for the next three years, and it's a lot of them. A lot of them. Even more so if by next year you, you reach the extension with Michael Parsons and maybe you make him the highest paid defensive player of all time. If you're Dan Quinn and you know that's the plan, why would you leave, right? Why would you leave? So all of that helps. All of that helps. Let's see what you guys have to say, though. Cossack says, Mo, yes, you stink. And then Cossack says, not really. Okay. Thank you, Colin. Uh, Let's see what you guys have to say, though, here in the chat. Everson Waltz. People are talking about Everson Waltz. Uh, Shout out to Rex. He says he won a Super Bowl with the Giants, not with the Cowboys. That would be correct, sir. He won a Super Bowl with the Giants. Gregory says, do you think we need to draft a safety high next year, says Gregory? Oh, man, it's way too early for me to know that because I don't know what the draft class is going to look like, honestly. So it's always about best player available, positioning, a blend of both, if you will. But for now, you know that Malik Cooker and Donovan Wilson are going to be there. So maybe not, maybe not. Like if Obershown becomes that guy like we we have been talking about, and by the way, we have been talking about this since what? Since the moment that he was drafted, probably? Because in Texas, he already was that converted player, right? He, he had already gone through that conversion. And right after the draft, Dan Quinn talked about it. And he said he could be a dual role player for us down the line. Toxic says, uh, both our starting safeties are under contract. The O's have the best record in the American League and the Jets QB. He's a former Packers legend. What year is it? Oh, man. Yep. And the Cowboys drafted a nose tackle. If you want me to add to that uh, toxic. And there is no leftovers of the Jason Garrett era. So I just made it. I just made it. uh, I made your example a little bit better for you right there. Oh, and the Marcus Warriors in the Hall of Fame. I mean, none of that's any surprise, but that was one of them that that made me feel a little bit old. (laughs) John says, I hired Jimmy Johnson for GM. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Zach Martin back next week, says Cynthia. That would be awesome if he was. That would be pretty cool if he was. So another defensive extension for the Cowboys is in the books. Malik Hooker is going to stay on board for a little bit longer, at least. And you got to be excited. I know that we like to hate on the Cowboys front office every chance that we get, but we got to respect what they did with Malik Hooker on this one. Do me a favor. If you enjoy the show as much as Troy Dudley does, do me a favor and hit the like button for me. Hit the thumbs up because every thumbs up puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. So do me a favor and take a half a second to support the show that way thank you so much now moving on a little bit we should get into some bad news here because the cowboys had their live streamed practice on saturday and there were a lot of moments to watch in it one of them was the mojo moment you guys know it by now it's an improvised type moment that the Cowboys hold every single practice. And it's all about situational football. And there is some sort of pressure there because suddenly the music blasts and the players have to be on point. Coaches have to be on point. There's a situation that's going to be presented to them and they got to go ahead and drill it, basically. Well, on Saturday, with the cameras on, with people watching from home as if it were a preseason game, Mojo moment began. And what it was, was you're in a situation where the offense has one play or maybe like two plays. I don't know what the exact time was to get the kicker a little bit more, a little bit closer to the field goal. And then kickers went in and they made their attempts. Well, Brandon Aubrey walks off with the first team, which I thought was interesting to say the least. Like, okay, we at least know that. Misses the kick. Enter Strisen Vizcaino. Misses the kick. The distances were relatively long distance. They were all over 40 yards, but they varied a little bit. Still, 0-2 through the first attempt. And the first team got an attempt. The second team got an attempt, by the way. First team walks out again. Brandon Aubrey. Kicks. And this time, the football is going right down the middle, falls short. And, man, that was not a good sight, (laughs) in my opinion, for Brandon Aubrey at all. You wouldn't want to fall short in that situation. I would personally prefer the wide left than, than falling short in that particular scenario. Vizcaino also misses one more attempt, third time's the charm. And, well, at least it was for Brandon Aubrey because he got one in from what I calculated to be 51 yards. I might be wrong about that. I think that it was 51 yards. And Biscayne missed his as well. Uh, Ended up missing his final attempt. So that was one for six combined for the Cowboys kickers during Saturday's mojo moment, which was supposed to really put a pressure situation on them and try to see... How clutch they could look like uh, in front of so many fans and so many fans watching as well from the live stream. One for six. Credit to Brandon Aubrey for, because of the fact that it was a very long one, close to a 50 yarder, but not exciting. Not exciting to watch. My question from me to you is truth or false? The Cowboys starting kicker of week one is already on the roster truth or false let me know in the chat what do you think about that in the meantime i'm gonna read some of your comments here uh this will forever be known as the man without the mojo <laughs> this is colin there you go the kicker i ideally want is folk says toxic gold doesn't do kickoffs and crosby has been declining for some time. up for Caustic. Anthony says both kickers were kicking bad. Neither one of them made a good kick. Right. Uh, Ty says go for it every time on fourth down. And Ty, I love how you think. Let's have this happen. I'm all for it. Rex says our kicker is not on the roster at the moment. So there you go. First false answer of the night. And man. Josh. Colin, Ty, Cam, John, Lance. A lot of people saying false right now in the chat. Guru also going with false. Gilbert goes with false. True goes, uh, Brett goes with true, excuse me. Gregory goes with true. Let's see here. Kickers are people is destroy. Should have kept my hair, shake my head, says Cam. You guys know that I wanted Brett Maher on this team. I would have liked that. I would have liked that. And we looked at the numbers too. When we had that show earlier in the off season, we looked at the numbers and Brett Maher was pretty much better in the last couple of years than most of the free agent kickers that have already been mentioned in tonight's show. He had better numbers than Crosby, better numbers than Sukup, better numbers than Ravi Gold. Brett Maher did. Now, As a team, do you bet on the fact that Brett Maher, I mean, do you bet that he bounces back from that disastrous night in Tampa Bay? Because I know he relatively did against the 49ers, but it was also not a perfect day for him. So it's not like he totally bounced back from it. He's a Bronco. Yes, he is a Denver Bronco right now. So I was all in for bringing back Brett Maher. Because I knew that, you know, what awaited you in free agency was not promising at all. So I'm going to go with false as well. I will say I don't have a lot of faith on the Cowboys signing somebody that we know about, essentially. Sure, maybe it's a well-known name, but cut down day is in August 29th. And maybe the Cowboys end up settling for somebody who is currently on a roster for another team. I I think that's the more likely scenario now. That's what I would bet on. Cuts happen August 29th. Everyone tries to get down to 53. And maybe the Cowboys feel comfortable like even waiting and taking their time, setting up their 53, setting up their 16-man practice squad. And then signing a kicker to the practice squad and then having him called up for week one while you do some roster maneuvers and you get to 53 with your kicker. But I'm talking about somebody that we don't know about. Like, I'm not even going to tell you a name. Like, I'm, I don't even have somebody in mind. I wouldn't bet on one of the veterans. I wouldn't bet on one of those big name players that we like to bring up so often. I think it might be a young number two kicker for a team that is cut or something like that. Maybe you want to do something like that if you are the Cowboys. Last week, before this Saturday, the way that I felt about the kicking position was, man, whatever you do, it's not going to change a whole lot. Because I thought the Cowboys were going to get a level of kicker that if you brought in, whoever you brought in was not going to be, I mean, he, he wouldn't, move the needle. But now after that one and six performance, I take that back. It's worse than I would have thought. You cannot go one and six on that mojo moment. Cause yes, they were long. They were long attempts, but you cannot go one for six because that includes multiple 40 yarders there that you would want to see go in for sure. Uh I see some people, you know Mentioning Matt Araiza, I don't know about Matt Ariza. Uh I know that the situation has really evolved a lot, I will say that I have not followed it closely enough to have an opinion on the off the field stuff, but also I know that since day one, like, although he was the pond god and he was versatile and everything, I don't remember... How good Matt Araiza was purely as a kicker. Because you're not moving on from Brian Anger right now. I don't know how accurate he could be in the NFL. So I will declare myself a little bit ignorant in that topic right now. Both ways. Like on the field as a kicker and off the field. I just remember that he was an absolute legend as a punter. And I have not followed the 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 off-the-field stuff as closely as maybe I should have. I know stuff has happened, though. I know stuff has happened in that uh, the situation has evolved. But I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly what has happened with his situation. Anger is solid, though. I agree. Like I wouldn't move on from anger just to bring in. Matt Araiza, and I don't know if Matt Araiza purely as a kicker is worth it. I think that what people liked about him was the kicking, the the punting, excuse me, more than anything else. And maybe the versatility if you needed both, but the Cowboys do not need both. They have one of the best punters in the game. Stick with Anger, says Lance. Cam says Anger uh, is a dope punter. Yes, he really is one of the best. So we'll see what happens, but for now, it is a much bigger concern than it was just a few days away. Uh, a, a, a few days ago, excuse me, after that mojo moment, which had no mojo at all, as some of you already mentioned in the chat. And it's fun that it had to be during the live stream, right? Like everyone was watching, and obviously we always hear about their kicker scores because beat reporters are always putting the numbers out and all of camp it has been not promising numbers for them like it's something like four for eight or six for seven uh six for seven would be pretty good actually but like you know what i mean like five for seven five for eight it's never been six for six for one of the guys when the other one struggles even when they had a good day, which had a perfect performance, I think, from Brandon. And then I think that Biscaino missed one. Like both of them did well in that particular day. It has never been one did significantly better than the other. Because going one for three with uh, one for three with the other going zero for three is not being necessarily better. It's just the other guy absolutely sucked while you also sucked, but you. You did nail one, at least. Not great. Not great what the Cowboys have going on at Kicker. Ladies and gentlemen, we will move on and we will say goodbye, but not before acknowledging that the preseason is here. And this week, we've got football games on TV. My question from me to you, and I'm going to make it a little bit harder for you, because I know that if I ask you what's got you the most excited, We'll be talking about maybe Sam Williams or maybe we will be talking about Jalen Tolbert. But I want to save that stuff for later in the week. What I want to ask you right now is non-Cowboys, what are you most looking forward to seeing if you have anything in the NFL preseason? Who is one guy or maybe one team in general that you are looking forward to seeing this preseason? Because I will agree that hey, Rex says preseason sucks. I don't think it sucks. I think that we all enjoy it. But it also when when you're in there watching the fourth quarter of a game, I do agree agree with Rex. It sucks. But at first, week one, it's all about hope. Like football is back. I want to watch some people tackle each other. Non-Cowboys, let me know in the chat. Who are you looking forward to seeing? It's got to be no non-Cowboy stuff because we're going to save the Cowboy stuff for later. Rex goes with Kenny Pickett. Wonder how much he plays, but I would like to see Kenny Pickett. Yes, sir. That is a good one. Cactus goes with the Chargers. How much is Kellen Moore going to show us? Is that why, Cactus? Let me know. QB at Carolina. Bryce Young says Lance. Man, I kind of want to see him get hit and then get up quickly. Like, just... Rip that band aid off. Let us see Bryce Junk get hit in the NFL. Um, who else here? Man, Mo, I'm looking forward to not seeing the medical staff on the field. That's my bar. Yep, that is good. That is good. Bijan Robinson says Mel. Wonder how, how much play he'll get. That's a good one. Texans quarterback, CJ Stroud. Detroit for Gregory. Hey. Shout out to Cowman. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Quentin Johnson says Philip, That's good. Mitesh goes with Bijan also. OBJ for Payaso. Eso. <laughs> I don't know if we'll see OBJ, uh, but I didn't laugh at that. I laughed at the, at the name. Uh, <laughs> Mari goes with absolutely nobody. Eagles backup QB says Guru. Bijan has me curious. I will say, I'm surprised that we saw... CJ Stroud and Bryce Young pop up in the chat, but not the guy that I'm looking forward to seeing, which is Anthony Richardson from the Colts. He's had reportedly a good camp. He's been throwing bombs. But also, you know who else? You know who else I want to see? I want to see Trey freaking Lance. Because I know that Brock Purdy is right now QB1 for the 49ers. But I do wonder about Trey Lance. I personally like Trey Lance entering last year. I wonder how the QB situation is going to evolve over there in San Francisco. Respect to Brock Purdy, though, because he's done the right things. Talent-wise, though, Trey was brought in because Shanahan didn't want to live in that limited QB world anymore. We'll see what happens there. Jordan Love is a good one, too, uh, from Lance. Yes, Jordan Love is a good one. Actually, that's a very good answer. Thank you to Ty. Hard Knocks training camps says Mitesh. Oh, yeah, it's going to be the Jets. So that could be fun with Rodgers. Are there NFL teams other than the Cowboys is calling? And, and why would I want to watch them? Because we're sickos calling. That's why. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's the wrong sound effect. This is the right one. That will be it for me tonight here on the show. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Remember that every like puts this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. And I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. I appreciate you taking your time and investing it on primetime. Thanks so much. Y los veo el día de mañana. Muchísimas gracias. Bye bye.